Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you tried to sell me slim fit shirts, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is a Sunday, August 9th, 2015. I have a big butt and cannot lie local edition of the show talking about clothes shopping in New York City. Stay tuned. For God's sake, suck that gut in. You look like a duffel bag. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Lardo's Clothes for the Girthy Man. Are you hefty? Do you have big bones? Do you have difficulty seeing your junk when you go to pee? Then you're a Lardo's man. For 50 years, Lardo's Clothes for the Girthy Man has been catering to the American male. You won't find any skinny sizes or slim fits. Lardo's small is everyone else's extra large. At Lardo's, you're not fat. You're an average American. If you would like to sponsor the show, come on down to Lardo's and meet me and we can engage in our mutual delusions with one another. Holy Jesus. What is that? What the fuck is that? Donut? Sir, yes, sir. How did it get here? Sir, I took it from the mess hall, sir. Is chow allowed in the barracks, private pile? Sir, no, sir. Are you allowed to eat jelly donuts, private pile? Sir, no, sir. And why not, private pile? Sir, because I'm too heavy, sir. Because you are a disgusting fat body, private pile. Sir, yes, sir. Then why did you hide a jelly donut in your footlocker, private pile? Sir, because I was hungry, sir. Because you were hungry. I'm not a small man. I might be petty, and I think some of my attacks on conservatives prove this, but I'm not small. During my tenure in the nation's armed forces, I might have been placed on the weight management program or its crueler moniker of the fat boy program more than one occasion. In my defense, the body mass index scale is utter bullshit. I knew people who were a wall of walking muscle and they were on the program, and there was nary an ounce of fat on their body. I'm six feet, one inch tall, and at the time I weighed around 215. It was not fat. And sure, I liked beer and fried food a little too much, but I wasn't fat. I'm, uh, I'm a bit more than 215 these days. No shit, Sherlock. And yes, I still like beer and fried foods. Like a fat kid loves cake. Too mean, Perry. That was just too mean. Okay, I get it. I'm not the svelte, washboard, abs, Idris Elba kind of man, but I've never really thought of myself as fat. Chunky, girthy, heavy, large, big, even overweight, but not fat. I mean, dude, I'm not one of those people running around Walmart on a rascal scooter because they get all wheezy before they can make it to the snack aisle, which is about 12 feet inside the doors of the store, but just barely. I mean, you, you open up a Walmart door and there's the snack aisle. Stop it, you can't stop! The government warns that rascal tipping can be dangerous. Now, 
Now I see myself for the disgusting fat body I truly am. And if you would like to have your body image completely shattered as well, head out clothes shopping in Manhattan. Yesterday I arranged to meet my life coach, Gwen. Well, she isn't actually my life coach. She just helps me do grown-up things like get good jobs or buy adult man clothes without band logos or half-naked men on them. Half-naked men, I, I don't think that's the right thing. Uh, but uh, never mind. So Gwen told me to head out to Midtown where we would purchase clothing appropriate for the professional office setting. What? Well, yes, I am a 46-year-old man who doesn't own more than one suit of business casual clothes. Thank you very much. Look, some people don't need to wear business casual at their jobs because their jobs involve some sort of, I don't know, let's call it a, a uniform. Uh, I mean, I was in the military, and I was in a police department, and, and for the last decades I wore scrubs to work, so it's not like I went out to work every day in a pair of cut-off desert camo shorts and a t-shirt. Well, okay, I, I did actually do that, but I would get to work, and I would change into something else, frequently with some kind of name tag on it. Jobs are funny, there are no hard, fast rules on making it to the top, but a uh... Pretty good rule of thumb is if you make it to age 35 and your job still involves wearing a name tag, you've probably made a serious vocation aware somewhere along the line. Uh, work shoes are another bad sign. You know, you just don't see any Fortune 500 CEOs running around in steel-tipped chucka boots. So, naturally, fashion and New York City go together like bulimia and runway models. So shopping here is going to be different than running down to the mall in Waddletown or whatever backwater bourgeois burg you call home. Sorry, I, I got a little too Dennis Miller there. This, this New York is the home of fashion in the United States. If someone wore it on a red carpet, it was probably designed by a flamboyantly gay man or an emaciated woman right here in the Big Apple. So naturally, there are different standards as to what is fashionable, and I meet none of them by even the wildest peyote-tripping balls imagination. So we didn't head for Bloomingdale's or Saks. We started smaller, both literally, both figuratively, and come to find out literally, we started at H&M. Now, I've entered H&M one other time in my life. I was dating an adorable woman who liked the fashions at H&M, as she called it. And for the life of me, I didn't remember there being menswear in the store. Turns out there is, and we were recommended to start there. Muscled our way through the thronging crowd on that is 34th Street on a Saturday afternoon. It's like the fourth ring of hell. We went up an escalator to the men's department, and Gwen immediately found some very nice shirts at a reasonable price, which I thought fit with my simple rules for fashion. One collar and has buttons on it. Looking at the shirts, however, I became a little concerned because they were all labeled Slim Fit. Now, I don't know much, but I do know what Slim Goodbody told me in the 1970s. And here to tell you about it is the one and only Slim Goodbody. Bodies come in different shapes and sizes. Some people are fat, some people lean. Some of the people are right in between. Some people have zip, others get beat. But you can be a winner if you watch what you eat. Sing along with me. Food is the fuel that'll keep us alive. Food is the fuel that'll give us a drive. Food is the fuel that'll keep us on the go. You gotta eat right if you wanna grow. You realize I basically wrote this entire show so that I could make a Slim Goodbody reference, right? You don't know who Slim Goodbody is, do you? Look at the show page. You'll, you'll see Slim. He was awesome. 
I was pretty sure that I was no slim good body. And so we went up to this little wraith of a man who was clearly under the spell of some sort of ring of power to be that then and ask him about the sizing. And his reply went, Well, we're a European chain. He looked at me. So we cater to a specific body type. He looked at me again, and I knew I was an it. He suggested that we try the extra, extra large size, which I did. Now, this shirt, the extra, extra large size, B.B. Netanyahu is closer to meeting the Ayatollah of Iran for a Seder than the buttons of this shirt were to meeting over the girth of my belly. I slunk out of H&M muttering about, this is an American, and damn it, and we should have American-sized clothes. Across the street, however, was the place. A store famous for its casual wear, the mecca of khaki, the hub of American-sized clothes for American-sized people. If any place was going to... Yes, of course, The Gap. I would certainly find my size in The Gap. After all, there's a gap in every mall in America, and I've seen the rest of America. They're not wearing H&M slim fits. Diving deep into the bowels of the store, were, there were racks upon racks of khakis, and each of them was marked skinny or slim fit. And when I did finally find the wall of slacks that weren't marked skinny or slim fit, I began pawing through them, desperately seeking my size, and they all topped out, and I'm not shitting you here, at a 33 waist. 33. I haven't seen a 33 waist since my sophomore year of high school. Now, I fled the gap in tears, stopping only to assuage my grief with three or four street pretzels and a 400 ounce diet soda. Of course I'm no happy. Look at me, I'm a big fat slob. I've got bigger titties than you do. I've got more chins than a Chinese phone book. I've not seen my willy in two years, which is long enough to declare legally dead. I can't stop eating. I eat because I'm unhappy. And I'm unhappy because I eat. It's a vicious cycle. If you'll excuse me, there's someone I have to get in touch with and forgive. We wound up at Macy's, because Gwen said, well, they have to have something in your size, which sounded a lot like my mom taking me into the husky department in Sears. And, and, and they did. They did. I found a whole mound of dockers, which Dave Barry once called pants for the bigger-butted man. They had them in my size, just not in my budget. This is the other side of New York City shopping. Everything cost twice what it should. The price of an identical pair of dockers in any other place in the country is half of what it was going to be there. And Macy's, which only seems to exist to put on fireworks in the summer and Hosanta in the winter, apparently mark their dockers up to an obscene degree. Look, I admit it. I'm fat and cheap, but come on, 50 bucks for a pair of khaki pants that cost twenty two ninety five at Kmart? What the hell? Which is where I eventually bought the clothes, by the way. Kmart. I bought three pairs of pants, three shirts, socks, all for the price of two pairs of dockers. And damn it, I, I don't think anyone will ever notice the difference. Who dressed you, and why do they hate you so much? Fashion in New York City is about being seen. 
It doesn't matter who sees you so much that someone sees you. This this isn't new. It's been that way ever since Peter Stuyvesant told a cutting joke about Jan's leather shoes. What's my god? Who wears leather shoes? Seriously? What is wrong with the wood, huh? People are willing to wear some truly awful things in the name of fashion and pay the kind of money that would feed a family of 12 in Africa until late in the next century. But aside from the fashionistas and, well, frankly, most of Brooklyn, there are regular people here, you know, girthy people, who just need clothes and might like to wear something a little better than whatever sweatshop shit I just bought in Kmart. And yes, Americans are fat. We all are. Well, not you personally. You look great. But the rest of us, we spend most of our time lying to each other about being fat and expecting the same in return if we ever honestly answered the question of, does this make me look fat with the truth? No, no, it's the fat that makes you look fat. Our entire culture would explode like a rascal scooter crashing into the propane tanks in the garden center. We're fat. We get it. But can we just get the size of our clothes for actual people on the shelves in the stores where actual people shop? Hey, I'm okay if you need to make some alterations to make yourself feel better about your size. There are options for those of us who are challenged by reality. You know, I really like those new jeans Jerry was wearing. He's really thin. Not as thin as you think. Why? He's a 31. I saw the tag on the back. The tag, huh? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something about that tag. It's no 31, and uh, let's just leave it at that. Why, what are you talking about? He scratches off a 32, and he puts in 31. Oh, how could he be so vain? Well, this is the Jerry Seinfeld that only I know. Vanity kills. I mean, how many times have we all heard about the poor person who wedged themselves in a pair of pants three sizes too small and then cut off all their circulation to half their body and her their legs just drop off like a pair of bull nuts with a rubber band around them? No one's heard that. No one at all has heard that story. i got to talk to my mom about some of the shit she tells me. I mean, I think my problem, my real problem, is just with shopping in the first place. I don't like it. I never have. Hell, I was thrilled when the rec- internet killed record stores. After decades of having some clerk whose musical tastes are refined by whatever college radio band he's listening to this week sneer at me over buying a Journey LP like I was something you wipe off a shoe. You know what? Fuck you, Sean. Journey is about feeling good and being good to yourself, and I don't need to explain myself to you. And if I want to sing loving, touch, and squeezing at the top of my voice in the middle of the store, I will, you prejudiced bastard. Just ring me out and let me go about my day. And if I could figure out how to buy clothes online, I would be done with ever going to any store other than liquor or groceries. And you know what? This being New York, I can get those delivered too, so I would never have to shop any place at all. But you can't buy your clothes online. Not when you're a dude like me. Because no two sets of clothes ever fit the same, no matter what's on the label. One brand size 40 is another brand size 38, because apparently international weights and measures don't apply to a pair of jeans and forget shirts. Who the fuck knows what size their neck is? I need to worry about the buttons over my belly, not around my throat. Jesus, if I could just go in naked, I swear I would, because this is all too complicated. But no one. And I mean no one 
wants to have their cube mate turn to them, buck-ass naked, rolls of fat draping over the chair, and ask, Hey, Ed, could you come over and check out this spreadsheet? No, Bob. No, Bob, I can't. Spread a sheet over your ass first, and maybe we'll talk. You know, that's it. We're bringing back togas. I think it's the only answer. That is it for this local edition of the show. If you like the show or the editions, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can tell us about it. You can share the show on media or tell your friends, you know, if you have any. If you don't, tell your enemies, because trust me, they're not going to thank you for it. You can follow us on Twitter at the Hell underscore podcast or on Facebook and find all of the shows at whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, the fictional staff of the show, I'd like to thank the band Hypnostate for their openers. You can find them on jamendo.com. And in closing, I want to say, when fueled by lack, I drew inspiration from me. So many problems to crack and my own fat mouth to feed. I hit up the Walmart too fat to walk. Candy, even fatter, it don't matter. The rascal king of Walmart am I, and I do it again. The rascal king of Walmart put for candy in front of me. I'll eat it again. Good night, everyone, and we'll see you guys next week. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.